another rainy day in the Northeast. This is the type of day where you just want to sit in the house and look out the window. And I guess everybody who is able to do that is pretty lucky nowadays because the temperature seems to have gone down. It's very cool outside now. I've only been out a little bit today. Walking in the rain from my house to the car and then from the car to the store and back and feel the discomfort and I wonder how it would be to have to live out there on the streets looking for shelter somewhere maybe finding some train station that was still open or a bus station a little corner somewhere that 30th street station somewhere downstairs hidden away where you wouldn't be harassed or forced out into the cold rainy day perhaps you could find some church somewhere with the door open where you can go in and sleep I know there's not many places like that but I read recently about a church that opened its doors to the homeless at night so that they could go in and they could sleep on the same pews that the worshipers would be using Wednesday evening then during Sunday services. I thought that was excellent mainly because a lot of those churches sit empty for the majority of the time when they could be used for some good what better use than giving back, helping to prolong someone's life, hoping to bring them just a bit of comfort in a world that seems so hard to find it in sometimes, a world where we find ourselves often struggling, just for the necessity. It's very interesting how when we talk about the necessities, they vary so much. Some necessities are the ability to have clothing, to have shelter, to have food, all that is necessary to sustain our lives. But there are also other necessities besides that because once we attain this food and this clothing and this shelter, we find that we always need something else. If we have a small house, we find that we need a bigger house. If we have a small car, we find that we need a bigger car or a newer car or a better car. If we learn to speak a certain way, we learn that we have to do it better. We have been driven by this idea of evolution, this idea of things getting better and better to the point where we have forgotten satisfaction. We feel as though we are mediocre or our friends and family are mediocre if they have found the place that they like. They have found joy and if they have decided to stay just the way they are, doing what they are. Because our society teaches us that satisfaction is the kiss of death. 
But when we look back at all of the progress that we have made as human beings, we find that much hasn't really changed. We find a lot of bling, a lot of baubles and things like that, but many things that are very qualitative have and truly changed. One of the good things, I think, is heat. Heating the homes. A good thing is air conditioning. A good thing is medical advancement. But the problem in this country is that everyone doesn't have access to that. So it could be better. The other things, though, that are supposed to save us time only seem to be creating more empty time that we have to fill by consuming, by sitting in front of a TV set or sitting on a phone, going through social media, doing all kinds of things to fill the time that used to be filled by life, simple living. We create a car that can go 120 miles an hour, and then instead of working in the community, where it took us 15 to 20 minutes to walk to, we find ourselves commuting and driving for 15 or 20 minutes, or sometimes even longer taking hours to commute instead of the 20 or 30 minutes we would have taken walking the 20 or 30 minutes that would have improved our health because of the exercise that we would have had and the time to walk past our neighbor's home to see what they were doing to get to know them to see the nature around us and to see the changing of the seasons and to know about our own homes. And so, yes, the car was a great advancement. But as we advance, the necessity to do more seems to advance. Somehow, sometime, we must find a way to balance this advance in technology and life on planet Earth. Because right now, I think we're moving outside of the balance. I often watch pictures on TV where they are talking about us beginning to develop these new engines that don't depend on petroleum products, engines that could take us out into space, They're talking about us having the ability to go all the way out to other stars and other planets, colonizing those planets or meeting with people from other planets. And it all sounds beautiful, sounds wonderful. They talk about us being able to merge with chips, chips in a computer so that we can expand our minds and experience all types of wonders. But then I asked the question, what would that really mean? 
I mean, really, novelly, it might be something great. It would be something spectacular. But after one repeated it over and over again, did the same thing over and over again until it was finally required for part of one's job, how much better would it be than what we are doing now? Because I think that even if we got to the stars, we would still be missing the one thing. And that one thing is total acceptance of the self. That one thing is satisfaction. It is getting rid of the idea that has been planted in our heads that we need to be dissatisfied and push to grow to have meaningful lives it's time for us to find a source of satisfaction or if we don't have it to learn to create a ground of being a system of friends and family members that provide us a place where we can rest and be satisfied and be as we are. Because in truth, it is altogether nature, altogether natural for us to begin to grow when we're in a state of satisfaction not as we are pushing to promote artificial growth for more information visit us at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com where we do life coaching that can move you beyond all the pain and suffering in the world and reawaken you to your true self. We even address legal issues with LegalShield.com. Please visit us. Namaste, everyone. I think the Rolling Stones said it well. They had a song out a long time ago that said, I can't get no satisfaction, but I try and I try and I try. Talks about listening to the radio and all the commercials talking about a person who is not as good as we are just because the person's shirts don't get as white. All of those things, all of those comparisons, all the things that give us worth not based on how we feel or what we do in the world but how much better we are than the next person it's time for us to really begin to get beyond that it's really for us to take a time for us to take a real deep look at who and what we really are not in comparison with everyone else no 
but as ourself, as our true self, as ourself moving like a point in time and space. And when we realize who we are and what we are and how we are, something begins to happen with that point in time and space. Something happens that is similar to what, what Nassim Harriman was talking about. He has a person who does a lot of work with quantum physics and he was talking about exploring the proton. The proton, of course, the very small negative, um, excuse me, the very small positive packet of energy that is within an atom. And he said that in that little proton, if one looked, one could discover that it stored as much information in that little proton as all of the information that was stored in the universe. So each part of the universe, he said, was a representation or a replication of the whole universe. And if that small proton was to slip outside of the universe somehow and was not surrounded by all of the gravity and all of the forces that hold this universe together, he said that program, that proton would begin to expand and become a universe in itself. And that universe would contain all the information that exists within this universe. So his theory was that universes are constantly being born just by one proton slipping out of a universe. And because of lack of pressure from that other universe, it expands. And I say, you know, when we begin to look at ourselves at one point, and as one point, and we begin to go deeply within ourselves, we will find that we are somewhat like that proton. We'll find that we have a lot of the answers to questions within ourselves. We'll find that we have a knot of knowledge. We'll find that we are able to be very resilient. We'll find that if we search long enough, we will always know what to do and we will find a core of peace a core of love, a core of satisfaction. And that we do this, if we can remove the pressure of an oppressive system that is constantly battering us with who we should be, how we should be, how we should dress, where we should live, what kind of house we should be in, what type of job we should have, what type of life we should have at a certain point on an artificial hierarchy that we have been born into or pressed into. When we can get rid of that pressure, something happens. Just like that small proton that slips out of all of the pressure of the universe that has hindered its growth and the realization of what it was, we will begin to expand too until we become 
universes within ourselves. We will fill every space with our knowledge, our understanding, and our grace. For in truth, satisfaction is nothing more than gratitude, than grace, than self-love, stopping of linear time to notice what is around us and to feel life and not only to feel life but to be life and that is where the joy is getting rid of all of the pressure from within that helps us fight against the oppression from without that seeks to destroy us as we are and make us into something that is more like a cog in a machine that is to be cast aside whenever it gets worn out and cannot be used anymore. So let us not continue to make ourselves into useful cogs or into those people beating on and battering other people to depress their humanity so they can be useful cogs in the machine. Let's go for life instead of living. Let's go for enjoying ourselves, not in comparison with others, but as we truly are. How are we? Who are we? The truth, looking back throughout time, just think about the fact that somehow, some way, life began to develop on this planet, perhaps with one cell, and as time went on through the processes of growth and evolution, Generation after generation birthed something else that was slightly different over and over again and it passed on its innate knowledge to that offspring. It loved that offspring and it helped it to grow and prosper and if that one didn't, the community did. Generation after generation after generation for millions and millions and millions of years. And then as we look in the mirror, we see the end product of all of that evolution. So who am I? Who are you? You are that very life force that entered somehow into this world and through sheer power, creativity began to move from one cell to the next, from one organism to the next, to who you are. You are near the end of a chain of life evolving from greatness to greatness and participating in an atmosphere of love that kept you and those before you in peace and in truth and in wisdom and in creativity 
that is who we are. We are not the person who's too thin or too black or too white or too heavy or the person without a college education. All of that's nonsense. We are that creative energy of the universe embodied in a body, embodied in the flesh that has more than 200 trillion cells working in harmony with every movement, with every breath, with every blink of the eye. We are miracles existing within a miracle. So let us not be so upset that our body is not shaped the way we have it or the face does not look the way we want it. It's like being in this beautiful Mercedes-Benz or Rolls-Royce and hating it because it's green. Satisfaction is not the opposite of progress. It is progress. If you like what you're hearing, please become a patron at our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. Under order and payments, you will find a button where you can become a patron at Patreon or you can hit the little button here that will help fund our programming. It's always good to be with you. While you're at our website, you can also check out some of our books. Any purchase you make helps us stay on the air and you have an opportunity also to purchase Legal Shield. You can find out more about that at our website. Namaste, everyone. We've been tricked. We've been sold a bill of goods. We've been separated so much that we're not allowed to see who and what we really are. Almost everything that we have learned most of our lives is backwards. It all seems to be the opposite of what it should be. Instead of pulling us all together as a group, as one, as one unified group on a planet, it separates us into little groups and into various pecking orders and various professions and various religions. It divides us instead of uniting us and it teaches us to only see beauty in those like us and not see the beauty of diversity or the joy of multiculturalism. And almost everything in the system is geared to take away our ability to live in truth, in love, in harmony with our neighbor as we expand the concept of neighbor, knowing that everyone on this planet is now our neighbor. 
it is time for us to begin to upset this system by taking back the thoughts and ideas that help us grow and help us bring about real community. To say a person needs not to be satisfied, satisfied and pushing they need to be pushing forward all of their life is just plain ridiculous it sounds wonderful it sounds beautiful it sounds daring if it's said enough on TV one accepts that without question never looking at the lifestyle that comes as a result of that never looking at the fruit of such a life never looking at the dissatisfaction the always grabbing pulling never realizing that this is what they talk about in the Tibetan Book of the Dead where they talk about living in the land of hungry ghosts where the ghosts just eat and eat and eat and can never be full well it's time for all of us to be full and in that fullness, in that greatness, we can then begin to work in the world to do the things that we would like to do, not as jobs, but as part of our life work. We begin to do the things that fulfill us on all levels. Things that are not like a job. Things that bring us satisfaction. Things that allow us to be our better selves. So that we are no longer. Trying. To stay calm and peaceful. When we. Experience so much negativity. And when many of us. Feel the sting of injustice from just about every level and usually if we don't feel that injustice in our own lives when we walk down the street when we see homeless people when we look at other people at other neighborhoods where we hear about all of these horrible incidents we are being bombarded with that feeling of injustice And as we are bombarded with it, as we are beaten with it, as we are pressed down ourselves, that anger usually has to go somewhere. And it goes, I think, into the destruction of our communities. It goes into the twisting and the bending of our relationships. Goes into making us see things in ways that are negative sometimes. Maybe even when we let our guards down, dumping angrily on friends or our loved ones or our children, perpetuating the anger, perpetuating the madness without even knowing where it's coming from. And then sometimes later at night, we might realize that we said something that we didn't mean or did something we didn't want to do. We wonder where it came from. It came from this feeling of anger and helplessness that comes from sitting in an unjust world, that comes from having projections from people who don't even know you being 
placed on your back all of the time so that you are constantly fighting to maintain a sense of identity, maintain a sense of who you are while constantly struggling against stereotypes, prejudices, negative ideas, ideas that sometimes can be so negative and so twisted that you end up spending more, paying more, working harder in order to prove that you have a place in society when you should not be fighting to prove that you have a place. Those around you should be supporting you to show that you have a place. So that is what I mean by saying that everything seems backwards. We can get rid of these negative feelings. We can get rid of the suffering. We can get rid of all of those voices by choosing what voices we want to hear and by making ourselves available to situations that help enhance the feelings that go along with those voices. One thing that I have found helpful that you might find helpful is just finding some music that you used to listen to that brought you joy at one time in your life. What I have found is a lot of the disco music. I remember going out to discos and dancing all night and the joy that I felt with all of the flashing lights and all of the bodies moving and all of the music. It was as if as I was dancing and moving, my body almost dissolved into a greater awareness. And it's like that with most people when they dance. So my suggestion to you is to find that music that makes you sing and to dance. Even if it's dancing with yourself, to dance for 10 or 20 minutes and let those memories of the joy, of the love, of all of those moments when you lost yourself in the beauty of the universe come to you, flow through you, return you to a state of being and remember that feeling. Stay with that feeling. Know that feeling and know that that is your natural state. The other state, the way you feel when you are being put down or challenged or having to prove yourself is the unnatural state. That state of being is who and what we really are. Learn to feel it. Learn to remember it. Let your body flow and move. And when you come to a point, when you remember that feeling, when you know it in your bones, you as that creative being and energy will always have the power to call that exact feeling back. 
upon demand. You can bring that feeling back whenever you want to. That is a great secret that they never want us to know.